to the ether today is thursday july 21st 2022 today on the ether agents of the roundtable secret education session about interchain secret contracts let's take a listen yeah so welcome everyone i see there are a lot of people that's uh nice to see i am um Erteman or guys you can I always host these Agents of the Roundtable sessions every Thursday, uh, but you can also find me personally on Twitter as Erteman. But uh, today we're not only hosting myself, but also hosting Asaf and Lior, who are both developers for Secret Labs. So uh, maybe you can introduce yourself, starting with Asaf. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, I'm Asaf Morami, co-developer of Secret Network, working with Secret Labs for the past like three years. Um, a very proud husband and girl dad, and super excited to also have Leo here, which is a good friend of mine for the for eight years now, and I finally managed to bring him over to Secret Labs. And just <clears throat> sorry, let me tell you that Leo is actually a superhuman. He's not afraid of grunt work. He dove right into the Cosmosm code, our privacy implementation and the Cosmos SDK code, and he's doing an amazing job. Um, and a big part of us bringing Cosmos and V1 so soon after Shockwave Alpha is the whole. So I can't say enough good things about him. <laughs> well, after Asaf introduced me and made me so shy, I'll introduce myself. Uh, uh, so I'm the Orban Dorevsky. I'm 27 years old. Um, I think in the past eight years now, I've been working in the cybersecurity industry. I've been working both in uh, the IBF for six years and then in uh, Sentinel One for another two years. And then uh, finally, I joined uh, Secret Labs as a developer here. And I'm so proud uh, to be here to like to join this uh, amazing network. Welcome. Glad to have you. It's uh, crazy how. Every time a Secret Labs developer uh, introduces themselves, I feel they always have uh, at least five or ten years or more experience in the cybersecurity space or cryptographics or math. So um, it seems like uh, Secret Labs and uh, Guy know where to hire their people. And they, for some reason, you all also seem to be friends. So it's uh, cool to see that you're all connected already before joining Secret Labs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like before we begin, Erteman, I just like wanted to give you a shout out, like the work that you're doing with the new documentation website, it turned out very, very well done. And I'm looking forward to building on it uh, with new documentation. And then also working with the IBC relays to bring secret tokens to IBC chains. And now also with this podcast, 
like i don't know what's your technical background but you're just wonderful at asking technical questions and explain low level stuff in normies terms like two weeks ago i think when you had the crypto crew on and you both went deep into ibc and it was very interesting to listen to um like i just want to say it's very refreshing to listen to a podcast with the right balance of technical versus no no level of conversations so yeah i just wanted to give you a shout out and say that your work doesn't go unnoticed thank you that's uh, very much appreciated uh, i guess that is exactly what i try to achieve with uh, not only this podcast but with a lot of things i do within the network is try and see if we can explain the intricacies of, of secret network and the tech stack which it uses to to a lot of users or, or, or investors who may not have uh, a deep technical knowledge already uh, so it's glad to hear that it's working it is working at least in my opinion and i think that uh, we really need like more people like you in the secret ecosystem i uh, look luckily the um, the agency has a lot of people uh, working with us to explain that. I see some of them already here in the here in the um, spaces as well. And the documentation team uh, will keep growing uh, to keep delivering uh, good developer documentation to all developers coming in. So, looking forward to uh, to keep working on that. But uh, for now, it's probably time to start. I think we have a lot to discuss. Uh, a lot of interesting things are coming to Secret Network. Um, and I guess the, the simple way to say is that we are updating the smart contract implementations, which we're having on Secret Network right now, which is um, a slightly adjusted version of Cosm Wasm 0.1 or 0.10, just how you want to describe it. Um, and now we're moving to Cosm Wasm version 1, and maybe um, Leo or Asaf can describe what that, that difference actually entails and what kind of things you have to do to to get to Cosm Wasm version one and, and when it's coming. Yeah, sure. So we're both combining the support both for uh, Cosm Wasm V1 and Cosm Wasm V10. And the main differences that you can, you can find in Cosm Wasm V1 is actually that it is way simpler for you as, as, a, as a developer, as a contract developer, to create a, a more holistic contract that can support both replies that are uh, sent as a response of your uh, message that was sent as a sub-message. And uh, you can use, of course, IBC, which is such a great feature that you can communicate between the networks. And I guess soon to be interchain accounts, which are not yet fully implemented, but but uh, they're very soon to come. and. Uh, a great uh, like a great promise for us yeah so maybe uh, it's also worth noting that we're not upgrade just upgrading the cosmosm uh, engine we're also we are extending the current like the uh, 0.10 that we have uh, and adding uh, cosmosm v1 so both versions will work together uh, they are interoperable, meaning uh, V0.10 contracts can call uh, uh, V1 contracts and vice versa. Um, uh, and that's <laughs> that's been the real challenge, I think. Like, um, 
keeping everything backwards compatible um, because uh, between uh, zero, uh, 0.10 and uh, V1, there were like two more years of uh, development on Cosmosm and things change for the better. Um, but yeah, we, we also have the current secret ecosystem with a lot of V0.10 contracts uh, and we don't want to impact any of them for the worse. So, um, so old contracts, or may I say like current contracts will work, uh, will still keep functioning as always. Um, and developers will also be able to keep developing with the old version, but also with the new version. Sorry, a bit of rambling here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's an important uh, fact to notice that every application which is already developed can just keep running the code. They don't have to to change anything in particular to to keep working on secret network. And that is of course very important when you're making such an upgrade. Um, and it's good, I guess, to notice how big of um, a lot of time it takes actually to make this kinds of stuff this stuff backwards compatible but it also uh, makes secret network available to a lot bigger audience of developers like if you're still very uh, knowledgeable about cosmosm uh, v0.10 and you're not willing to immediately jump into v1 or you still have to to make sure what you have already coded towards deploying if you're a new application that can still go live before you having to change everything to cosmosm v1 yeah, that's a good point. Like, teams, there are teams right now that are building on uh, 0 0.10. Um, and us extending 0 0.10 to also have 0 0.1 makes them, like, it allows them not to wait for 0 0.1 and 0, I'm sorry, for V1 and just like deploy whenever they're ready and not depend on us like upgrading or migrating or stuff like that. Yeah, so I guess to, to start off, um, Cosmosm V1 maybe doesn't ring a bell with all of, our, all of the listeners here. They may think, okay, it's just another library. Um, does it really change anything? Um, but within Cosmos, um, it makes it so that if you have Cosmosm V1 contracts, that they can talk over IBC, which is the, the native bridge implemented, uh, implemented to all the Cosmos chains, that you can also query accounts, but also uh, query contracts and interact with contracts on other uh, Cosmos chains. So Secret Network will be able to, to host contracts on other chains and, and work together basically between all these um, different layer ones like Juno, which is uh, one of that uh, one of the chains which already has Cosmosm V1 live, but also other chains which are going to upgrade to this. And um, maybe one of you can quickly explain what kind of use cases this opens up and then what interchain contracts or IBC contracts exactly entails. Maybe Lear is the, is the best to take this if, if he is working on it so much. Yeah, I can take it. Maybe Asaf will add something that uh... I didn't thought about, but um, like the main goals are to bring privacy to everyone, uh, both in the coins, in the coin manner. So uh, you can use the secret coins, like you have 
SNP20 protocol. So you can use SNP20 coins uh, on other chains uh, as IPC tokens. And also when you will have uh, this um, whole uh, holistic feature, this is called the uh, interchain contracts in the chain accounts. So we can basically use privacy in, on other chains. You can use the random as a service, on-chain random as a service. You can use privacy as a service and basically interact with the contracts that you have on secret network on other chains, which is like a great, like a great uh, uh, thing to do because if you want a random that is generated on-chain, the only way you can do it is, is using secret network. Yes, so what Lior is referring to is um, the ability on secret network to store, uh, for contracts to store private state, uh, and therefore they can store uh, entropy for random number generating, um, which is something that's not possible anywhere else because there's no private state and therefore uh, random numbers on other chains, like at least on-chain implementations are predictable and therefore not random. Yeah, to quickly piggyback on this, it's uh, for people who are not completely familiar, if you are creating a random number within any code library or a blockchain, um, often what you're doing is you have a, a random seed, which is like a way that describes how you're going to generate this random number, and then you have a function which generates it. And if you ought to know the random seeds, then by definition, you can also predict or expect what kind of random numbers are coming out of the, of the generation function. So uh, it would be possible if you, if you have the output of uh, millions or e even billions of, trend, um, of random seed generations, of random number generations that you can maybe predict what the seed is and therefore uh, over a longer period of time, try to understand what the protocol is not doing. So uh, the privacy aspect is completely, um, completely lost. So you cannot have um, randomized minting. You cannot have, um, for example, the generation of a key with a random number. You might be able to understand what key is being generated if you know which random number is going in. So that is, uh, I guess, one of the use cases which we're talking about. Yeah, and random numbers are really useful uh, when you want to make a fair decision uh, on-chain. So uh, randomized uh, NFT minting is a good example. Um, also in gaming, like in card games, shuffling cards and rolling dice and stuff like that, adding chaos to, to, to enhance in-game experience and like <laughs> there are a lot of examples of this of using random numbers yeah and this random um this this random c generation is also one of the key implementations on which secret network uh privacy works without uh, this private randomness it wouldn't you, the network wouldn't be able to generate random encryption keys and therefore bootstrap the entire network um and with IBC contracts, Secret Network might be able to do this for other networks, um, host the, the private logic or the private randomness on our chain, but still have their application listed on any Cosmos chains they're willing to. Yeah. I guess, yes. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. So I just wanted to say, and then the most, I think, obvious example of using IBC uh, contracts is to 
is to offer private voting for DAOs uh, outside of secret network. So for example, uh, uh, DAO on DAO, DAO on Juno can have like a, a voting contract on secret and, and send encrypted um, uh, votes to secret where the, the contract in secret will tally the votes and then release the final the final tally when the the voting period ends for example yeah maybe to to dive deeper into this um interchain contracts is a bit of an abstract term or, or ibc contracts um could one of you maybe go into how this on an infrastructure level would happen like if you if you are deploying a contract on on for example juno in the dao dao example then how would you go about deploying this private logic on secret network using IBC? Wow, yeah, that's like a bit hard to explain in uh, normal terms, but I'll try. So um, contracting Cosmos and V1 can send raw IBC uh, packets and then receive a raw IBC events, let's call it. So a contract on chain A can send a raw IBC packets over the over an existing IBC connection uh, directed at a contract on uh, on chain B, and then the contract on chain B can uh, receive like a sort of a notification uh, that it got the raw IBC packet, and then it, it can act on it. Um, and then once that transaction on chain B uh, commits, the uh, IBC protocol sends like an acknowledgement transaction to the sending contract on chain A. So uh, was that clear enough? <laughs> yeah, it, it is exactly the, the three steps of an IBC transaction in the sense that um, on chain A, you deploy an ibc transaction and then a relayer has to pick this up the relayer being the, the intermediary between chain a and chain b so who sends the information then as soon as it lands on cha chain b the contract or the entity there can take up the packets do something with it host the result on ibc and the result is is sent back um and there have been quite a lot of discussions recently on, on twitter as to how this would work for for private transactions seeing as if you engage in a transaction on juno you're paying public gas and if you're engaging in a transaction on secret network you have public gas so um maybe you could comment a little bit on on how this would work if if you for example try to deploy more transactional privacy like applications so say i am on juno i want to uh, do an IBC contract call where I buy some secret tokens or I, or I buy Atom, I send it to a secret network, I wrap it into secret Atom, I want it sent to a different address and then have it unwrapped there and received there. Like, are these kinds of transactional privacy use cases also possible with IBC contracts or, or are you in um completely different territories because of uh, using public gas and the, the problems that it brings with privacy i'm sorry like i don't i'm not sure that i got the question <laughs> but 
Like I'll, what I'll make it. private gas has to do with it? I'll make it uh, a, li a little bit simpler uh, as to what I exactly mean. As in, you are now able to, to create a private wallet on Secret Network, right? And you can send your IBC tokens through this private wallet to make them, um, to send them to a different chain and therefore create your own privacy path, basically. You can use Secret Network as a sort of hop to, to have private interactions. Um, and a lot of people are basically asking the question like, would it be possible for an application like uh, Osmosis or JunoSwap to enable uh, private uh, taxes, for example, or private swaps or private transactions by using Secret Network, uh, leveraging IBC contracts? And as far as I understood, it might be quite difficult because you have to pay um, public gas on Secret Network and uh, you have timing issues and you might know the amount that is unlocked. So that becomes quite difficult. So I was curious as to whether you think these kinds of transactional privacy like features cross chain are possible with IBC contracts. Yeah, so first of all, um, IBC, interactions with the Cosmos and v, uh, V1 contracts will be will have public input and out inputs and outputs. Uh, state, if the contract tries to state, it will still be private, but <clears throat> sending transactions like from other chains, it's gonna be public over IBC. So um here lies the problem with doing like one transaction uh, mixing on secret network, so to say, because uh, you're going to see what's coming in and you're going to see what's, uh, what's going out. So you have to stay a bit uh, more time in secret to, uh, we call it to increase the anonymity set. Uh, the more people use uh, the secret secret tokens, the, it's more likely that uh, your transactions will not be will, will be more anonymous. Yeah, this is the, this is exactly what I was referring to. Um, as in, if you if you enable these kinds of cross chain logic, that because IBC is public, you create situations where you have to maybe batch your transactions or separate the tokens amount or. Uh, indeed wait a long time to increase your anonymity set. So IBC contracts are really here to enable uh, programmable privacy or computational use cases like random number generation uh, on different chains instead of these transactional uh, possibilities. Yeah, and then to complete, I think the answer to your question, I think that you, you refer to like, uh, if you want to send uh, private tokens to to a new address, and that address doesn't have nat the native coin to pay gas. Then the tokens are stuck there, or it's still a problem to get the native tokens to, for gas privately. So yeah, that's still an open. It's an open issue for us. Like uh, you can see how small is deal with it. Deals with it is just like allows a transaction with zero fees um, but that's not sustainable in my opinion so yeah we are talking about solutions like uh, allow 
10 gas with secret tokens, but that's a bit of an involved solution. Like it's not easy to implement. Uh, so it just talks right now. Yeah, there are always possibilities in the long term to implement it in a different way. Um, and to, to speak to the osmosis, uh, how, how they handle this, it's of course, if you have zero gas, um, everyone on the network could basically spam the network for free, and, and this might create some problems, uh, which is why validators on secret network uh, chose to have um, a min minimum gas fee set to something higher than zero. Um, but then to go a little bit deeper into what this upgrade will bring, it will not only bring IBC contracts and, and the use cases that come with that, like uh, you already mentioned random number generation, but I think um, earlier in a tweet thread, you have also mentioned that you could potentially host private keys of different wallets on secret networks. So you might be able to have a private Bitcoin wallet for a DAO on Juno, but it's hosted on secret network. Uh, but there's also a feature which literally tries to implement this cross wallet interaction, which is called interchain accounts. Um, can one of you maybe go into what exactly the difference is between interchain contracts and interchain accounts and how they relate to both this Cosm Wasm V1 upgrade? If Lear wants yes. to take it uh, again, uh, he can. <laughs> yeah, I, I can take it. Um, okay. Yeah, because Leo is a bit new, it's just like <laughs> he's with us for three months. So. He's learning fast, but uh, yeah, I'll take that, that question. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here learning as well. <laughs> yeah, so we we all are. So that's that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so interchain accounts, in my opinion, is a bad name for for that feature, uh, because it's an implementation detail. Interchain accounts allows chain A to open an account on chain B and send transactions on chain B. But uh, what it essentially means is that chain A can send transactions on chain B. So um, putting it in context with Cosmosm, uh, chain A can execute contracts on chain B. Um, like you, like uh, regular users with regular wallets can. Um, so I think the main difference between uh, interchain accounts and uh, IBC contracts or interchain contracts is that um, interchain contracts can have like two-way uh, communication between them uh, because they can craft um, raw IBC packets and then receive uh, and receive like uh, receive the packets on the other hand and receive uh, notifications about uh, acknowledgements and timeouts and failed transactions and stuff like that whereas in interchain accounts you for example a contract on a chain a can execute a contract on chain b but the contract on chain b does does not have to be aware that it's being called uh, from a chain A by a, a different contract. Um, and then it also doesn't have to implement like the IBC hooks to receive IBC packets because uh, it's abstracted away from the contract on chain B. So it's, it's a bit nuanced. I think that um, interchain accounts allows for a better composability 
of transactions of uh, contract transactions uh, and interchain contracts or IBC contracts allow for more complex interactions between contract and on other chains. Yeah, so it's really IBC contracts, which everyone is always referring to as to what the the new use case, where the new use cases will come from, and interchain accounts is uh, really something that just brings the entire tech stack to a level level where it's easier or maybe simpler to implement implement certain things, and it allows for um, easier cross chain uh, transaction handling. If I put it simply in in two sentences. Yeah, I think that we're seeing um, that we're very early on in the in the, the IBC roadmap. So we're seeing the very basic of it right now, which is sending tokens. And now the IBC teams just adds layers of abstractions. And I think like in a few uh, months or in in a year, we'll see wallets that abstract away that. Uh, the IBC interactions from users. And you will be just able to send transaction wherever you want and behind the scenes, uh, it will send transactions on, on a bunch of different chains. Maybe the chains will call each other. Uh, maybe there are contracts uh, along the way, but the user will be will be oblivious to that. He'll just get the, the functionality that he wants. Want. Yeah, in the end, uh, UI and uh, UX is, is very, like the UI is in the end very important for, for people to have a, a good experience on uh, all these cross chains. Now we are still able to, to go to a DEX and, and put in this token and put in that token and then swap it around and send it to somewhere else. But if you're going to have very complicated um, um, applications like flash loans over several networks or uh, a poker game where you can um, play with every native assets then you, you get into way more uh, complicated situations where the application has to do it automatically without the user having to to actually act upon doing an ibc transfer um and to that i guess I'll, i also have a, a different question which is um if you're going to host these IBC contracts uh, on Secret Network, or I think the only other chain which has it online right now, uh, fully permissionless, is uh, Juno. So let's say you have an interaction with, with Juno and you want to um, have your contract on Secret Act do something on uh, the chain Juno, would you have to make separate contracts for every interaction or can you make one generalized contract as a developer, which entails a lot of different paths or options a user can take? Uh, depends on the use case. It's, it's hard to know. Um, with the uh, example that I gave earlier with uh, private voting on secret, you can deploy like a, a new voting contract for each proposal, for each DAO, like depends on how you build it, how you design it. Um, but yeah, that's the beauty of permissionless. Like I'm not sure if Juno is the only one because there are a bunch of new chains, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. 
the design basically leaves the decision to the to the developer. The developer can decide whether he wants to 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 split it into several contracts or whether he wants to uh, create a whole uh, a one contract that can that can be used for this scenario. It really depends, like. Um, what is the decision that the developer made? Yeah, so if the, um, in the end, uh, developers probably have to take into account when they are developing their native applications, how other networks could potentially use their contracts and to make it in such a way where developers on a network who wants to do these cross-chain interactions don't have to deploy uh, 100 contracts or several um, hundred lines of codes in one contract to make it happen, but have a, an easy composable solution where both chains can can uh, talk together. But um, we'll see how that develops over time as uh, people probably have to learn a lot with Cosmos and version one to, to deploy that kind of logic on chain. And as we're speaking about developers, I think um, Lear posted a threat, uh, so a threat uh, a little bit, uh, a little while ago about uh, when they can host their logic or the random number generation on secret. But where we're talking specifically about developers, what do they probably think is the most interesting part about this Cosmos and version one update? And where do you think uh, they will be very happy about this uh, update? Yeah, so, so I think uh, talking about the reply is a good thing because for me as a developer, as a contract developer, I'm thinking about uh, all of these scenarios that can could be solved with this uh, reply mechanism, which I which I will explain. Uh, could be really like easy for me to solve with this mechanism. So basically, what replies give us uh, is instead of like uh, sending a sub message as a part of your message uh, to execute another court contract or to execute like a a bank transaction, a bank transaction. So uh, you can basically uh, ask for the reply of this message. Like uh, in Cosmos and V uh, 0.10, you couldn't receive the reply and you couldn't treat the reply as you want. Here, when you uh, execute another contract, you can receive the response of this contract as a reply and you can treat it however you want. For example, uh, when... Uh, in Cosmos on V0.10, uh, when uh, one of the sub-messages uh, failed, when, when an error was uh, replied, so it actually was uh, uh, reversing the state of all of the uh, transaction, uh, of all of the messages that was sent as part of this transaction. So uh, it basically meant that uh, everything that was done as part of this transaction was reverted. Here, when we have replies, we can actually treat this error separately and revert only this message. So all of the other messages will be uh, executed and will be done uh, as we planned. And uh, I think it's like it's amazing because having all of this uh, state, uh, all of these messages reverted, is a waste of time, a, wa a waste of energy, and. Uh, really gives us the opportunity like to treat everything we want as we want so, so would i be correct in stating that if i would buy an apple a banana and a pear and uh, on the market in cosm wasm version 0 0.10 and the banana wasn't available then i would not be able to buy anything but if i want to buy uh, an apple a banana and a pear on Cosm was in version one, then I would, and a banana is not available, then I would get an apple and a pear, but they would say, 
your banana is not available, sorry. Yeah, that's correct. You can treat it as the, as, as this example, exactly. I mean, uh, I'll buy a lot more fruit if that happens. Yeah, and it's healthy, so uh, a big win for us. That's debatable. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I love the, that example. Yeah, I think that's... in general, Cosmos and V1 allows for better uh, hero handling. Uh, and just like in general, better quality of life for developers. So we are very excited to to add it on. And maybe if we, when we go into um, specifically Cosmosm version uh, V1 for developers, could you guys go a little bit into depth as to what is different between the secret network implementation of Cosmosm version one and the normal or standard implementation of Cosmosm version one? So we really tried to to remain with the same API and the same uh, implementation that uh, Cosmosm with V1 uh, uh, as the as everyone knows it, the only thing that we change uh, is uh, the contract hash, the contract checksum that is added for every message, as it was in uh, Cosmosm v zero to ten, and also um, what is basically changed is the is in the SDK that everyone uses. So uh, currently, Secret Network does does not support iterators, so you can't iterate on your uh, state how, how uh, like uh, as you wish because uh, it, it is encrypted and you can't like iterate uh, encrypted encrypted data so uh, it, it is the only thing that is changed basically we remain with the same api and the same capabilities that uh, other network uh, supports i guess that's uh, that's very good news because it will uh, make it a lot easier for developers who are already familiar with cosmos and version one on Whatever chain that logic is uh, is already applied to also uh, host contracts on on secret network, um, and when they are going to to interact with these um, yeah with this this new type of launching secret contracts, is there anything specific which which uh, developers have to take in take into account when they um, are for example familiar with launching applications on one chain and now they want to interact with uh, secret Quasim Wasm version one contracts. Um, is there a lot of, is there a big difference basically in developing just a single uh, contract on a public chain or interacting with a private contract on secret network? And, and what is the most important thing to keep in mind when you're doing those type of interactions? Yeah, so as always with secret, it's, it's a bit more complex. Uh, when you write applications, you have to to take into account the privacy model of your application, of your contract. Um, so, for example, you have to decide with, uh, what data is can be public and what data is the uh, needs to remain a secret in inside the contract state. And in zero point. Uh, 10 contracts, everything was private by default, inputs, outputs, and state. Uh, and in V1, uh, it's also the case except for uh, IBC interactions. So when you're writing IBC logic in uh, V1 contracts, you, uh, you have to take into account that your inputs and outputs are public, uh, but your state can still remain 
private. So reading and writing uh, to and from the state is still uh, private. Um, so yeah, it very depends on the application, but uh, um, you have to take into account the privacy model of the application. So very dependent on the type of application. Yeah, so you developers have to to get to know how to make sure they don't accidentally leak any information, even if they are handling with encrypted input, output, and state. Um, which is, of course, quite difficult. I mean, I've I've closely followed the development, for example, of Blackbox, and uh, it was very interesting to see how they had to change or adapt to certain models based on what data you may be leaking if you're if you're doing a certain application or doing a contract in a specific way where your 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 timing is visible or anything like this. Uh, so it's cool. And then. Um, Besides the upcoming upgrade, which is um, it's planned for September, I think uh, th that was publicly stated. There is a there is already a local testnet live. Um, do you have anything you want to to say to developers or, or people who want to try it out? Like how can they how can they try Cosmos version one out at this moment in time? Yeah, we published a phone post with instructions on how to run um, the local testnet. It's a it's a Docker image that we, we call a local secret. And yeah, just, we would love to get any and all feedback on it. And there are a few uh, small issues that we're still fixing, but uh, yeah, we're gathering feedback from teams already. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I hope as many people can test it out as possible because in the end that uh, makes it a, a better application in the end. And uh, it is planned for, for September. So, so what is left to do? Is it mainly just testing and, and maybe changing um, some nuanced things or is there uh, still a lot of lifting to do to, to end up with the final upgrade? Yeah, so it's mainly testing. Testing such thing is... Uh is like a, a huge uh, thing to do. We, we really had to think about a lot of uh, about a lot of um, use cases that we wanted to test and uh, really cover every little thing that uh, was changed. And uh, uh, having uh, both cosmosms uh, means we need to test both cosmosms separately and then both of them together. So yeah, tests are the main goal of us of ours. Like in the uh, in the current days and in the upcoming time and uh, hopefully when all of this uh, will uh, pass so uh, we can release uh, the official version of uh, Cosmos v1 cool I'm, I'm looking forward to it and then uh, i guess that uh, that's the end of, of this upgrade or like the closest upgrade which is coming um maybe we can touch one last thing or, or, or iterate over one last thing. I would like to both ask you what you think is the coolest use case uh, of IBC contracts. And this, this doesn't even have to be on secret network, but just in general, what do you think is um, the most pos interesting possible use case for uh, IBC contracts within the entire Cosmos ecosystem? Uh, maybe Asaf can go first. <laughs> I have no idea. Like the sky is the limit here. Uh, I think the the voting example that I gave earlier is what first came to my mind. But 
Uh, that's pretty cool, but I don't know if it's the coolest. And I had another thought of maybe implementing flash loans over IBC, uh, but it needs more flashing out. So I'm not sure if that's possible, but that's really cool. Like flash loans is one of the things that are that are like in my mind are most beautiful in blockchain. And so yeah, I'll pass the torch to, to Leo. Maybe had some time to think about it in the past minute or so. Oh, so actually I might be a bias, but uh Asaf is my guru in uh, in all of those topics. So uh I really like the idea of voting uh and everything that is uh, related to voting. So I will go with voting for sure. Yeah, it will make the, the entire politics of the um, of the Cosmos ecosystem maybe a little bit less. So it would be interesting to see how that uh, develops. Uh, and I think for me, I've seen some people who were uh, suggesting that it would be possible to host private keys or generate private keys of other networks on secret. I think that's... I've always been most interested in, in user-side encryption, which is um, something that both Jekyll and Alter are bringing. And if we could bring user-side encryption to other chains, which I think is already being done with um, Serenity Shield, who is trying to, to host an application on Solana using Secret. And if that then is also coming to, to every other IBC chain, would just be uh, very, very cool. Uh, hosting encryption or private keys makes a lot of things possible uh, uh, on other chains, which uh, they may not be able to do right now. So looking forward to to seeing a secret network as a privacy, as a service layer um, to the entire Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and then maybe we can, can move on and, and do like uh, five minutes uh, talking about the upgrade, which may be coming after Cosmos version one. And then I'll open up the floor to, to see if anyone has any questions to either Asaf or Leo and, and see where we go from that. Um, but first. Um, yeah, so like before uh, uh, moving on, I think that it's worth mentioning that Shinobi is doing a public uh, beta right now on Secret, and they are, uh, they implemented a private uh, a Bitcoin wallet inside a Secret contract. So their contract is a Bitcoin light client, a Secret network light client, and then a, um, a Bitcoin wallet. So they signed Bitcoin transactions inside secret network, inside a contract, and then the uh, uh, relays broadcast it to the Bitcoin network. So that's pretty cool. So uh, on-chain private keys is a thing that only possible on secret network. So yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, the use case which is uh, already working. I'm curious to see how their testnet will go. Um... Uh, I hope the application can launch as soon as possible because uh, it would be cool to have uh, native Bitcoin or uh, trustless Bitcoin, I guess, on uh, Secret Network uh, and the Cosmos by default because SNP20 tokens, so Secret tokens would be uh, cross-IBC compatible, of course, so you can have um, Shinobi Bitcoin on Osmosis uh, or on 
uh, Juno swap or on a lending application or a Kuji, so the Kujira order book application. So that would be it would be very cool instead of having wrapped Bitcoin everywhere, which is of course a custodial solution. Yeah, that's a good point. Like one more thing that uh, IBC contract brings is the ability to send SNP20 tokens over IBC. Uh, and on the other side, they turn out uh, as native coins. So um, uh, Sienna and Shade and Alter and Jackal will be able to to IBC over their SNP20 tokens uh, into Osmosis, for example, to to be traded there. Yeah, and, and I know Shade is also looking into to doing protocol on liquidity, so they would be even able to um, send their own, so that the treasury or the protocol will be able to send their own tokens to Osmosis and pull them in Osmosis against, for example, Secret, and then own this product, uh, this liquidity as the protocol itself. So IBC contracts, um, allow those kinds of use cases as well. And they maybe have not a lot to do with privacy, but they do create a very big, uh, way bigger ecosystem for um, all the applications on Secret Network to, to do what they think is the most interesting with their tokens and with their treasury. I guess now we can um, we can move on to, to see what the next upgrade is bringing. And uh, I can spoil it a little bit, but maybe it's it's best to see if uh, Software Lear can explain uh, what a Wasm engine is and what will help if we replace our current one. Yeah, so so we've been talking a lot about uh, that. Uh, currently, we are running a, a Cosm Wasm contract are written in. Uh, just to explain, maybe first, Cosm Wasm contracts are written in Rust and then compiled to Wasm. Um, which is a, a virtual machine. So it's a bytecode and um, uh, the Wasm virtual machine has a lot of implementations. So the current implementation that we're using on uh, for uh, Wasm machine that we're using on Secret Network is extremely slow, extremely, extremely slow. Uh, and we've been using it since 2020 because Back then, that was the only uh, possible option uh, that was compatible with SGX. Uh, and after two years, we, we've been keeping tabs on the development of Wasm engines. Um, and now there are, um, we, discovered, we discovered a Wasm engine called Wasm3, uh, which should be about 20 to 25 times faster than uh, uh, WASMI, which is our current WASM engine. Uh, of course, uh, pending benchmarks. Um, like currently, we're seeing 4x improvements with performance, but uh, we also uh, discovered a lot more room for improvement. So we're working on that, and we believe that we can get to at least 20x performance improvement. And so just to put that in like uh, more uh, simpler terms, it means that if currently we're able to run like 10 to 15 uh, Wasm transactions in one block, then hopefully we'll be able to run uh, 200 to 300 Wasm transactions in a block. Um, 
with WASM3. Um, so this is something that we've been working on for the past couple of months, uh, and we're still not sure when it will be ready and we can uh, deploy to Secret Network, but we're hopeful to, to have it soon. Um, then it also might uh, be worth mentioning that the vanilla Cosm was an implementation uses um, WASML as a WASM engine, which is um, way faster than uh, WASM3 even. So at least like one, uh, 150x to 200x faster, uh, but it's not compatible with our current SGX implementation, SGX code. Uh, so we're still exploring solutions to how can we make that uh, work for Secret Network? How, how can we make WASML work for Secret Network? Um, and I won't spill all the alpha right now, but uh, we might have a way to make it even way faster than the vanilla cause was an implementation, even inside uh, SGX, which adds about 40% overhead. Um, so yeah. Lots of things to build and um, a 20 or 25x improvement in transactions or specifically smart contract transactions, uh, which we can handle per block, will bring us uh, at least further for uh, another few years, probably because before we see dead users on, on the chain and the blocks on secret are not often full. So uh, um, with already improvements on certain verification types and um, with that increased transactions per second, then you have more than enough time to figure out if uh, if we can bring Wasmer or even the improvement further than that uh, to Secret Network and uh, really scale to um, a Terra-like uh, transaction per second or Juno-like transaction per second, uh, even though you have some overhead with uh, handling encryption inside SGX and uh, um, writing uh, encrypted output uh, input output instead. So I guess I want yeah, to. So, sorry, go sorry. Ahead. I, yeah, so I, it's funny that you say that because my current fear and what what keeps me up at night is that Secret is so unique in the blockchain space. And apps on Secret are so unique, and if the the next bull market hits before we increase the capacity, uh, like at least by tenfold. Uh, then the UX on Secret will be very, very bad, <laughs> uh, and we don't want that. So we're working very hard to to bring more capacity to Secret Network, like more transaction throughput to Secret Network. So yeah, transactions we can handle in a block, uh, the better, of course. I want to quickly open the floor to, to anyone who has a question to Asaf, Lior, or even myself, if you want to. So feel free to raise your hand and I'll, I'll get you on stage. Um, yeah, so if you want to ask a question, raise your hand or ask to speak and then you can ask a question about either the upcoming upgrade or anything you're missing about Cosmwasm or secret contracts or something you're just interested um, to learn more about. Yeah, it, it would be awesome to get some questions from the audience. I think the, the previous time that I was here, uh, we did this on uh, Discord. Am I right? And 
it was more of a, I think, conversation of le- and less of an AMA. So it was cool. Yeah, it can still be uh, be a conversation. It, it, it always, um, it's a bit, one time there are a lot of people who want to ask questions or people come in early and then the other time it's not. But um, yeah, Discord was, um, it had a quite low reach. Uh, so that's really yeah, the point. Yeah with five to ten people and it was very cool but um made it quite difficult to make sure everybody was able to to see what we were doing so we moved to twitter spaces for now we are here every thursday at 5 utc now we're half a half hour late because asaf has a, a toddler who needs to sleep uh, I, I hope uh <laughs> i hope that it's still a sleeping beauty right now yes she sleeps like a baby even though she's a toddler. <laughs> That's great. Make sure you can also have some sleep at night. Maybe like eight, nine years. <laughs> because I have another one on the way. So <laughs> no sleep for me. You're either awake because uh, the TPS on secret network has to increase or you're awake because a toddler or a baby is crying. It's uh, it's a hard job being a father and a developer, I guess. Yeah, very, very underappreciated. <laughs> like I don't see being a father. Being a father is the hardest work you'll ever do. But it's worth every second of it. <laughs> it's good, good life advice. I see that there are not really uh, any questions coming in. Uh, if you still want to, please come up on stage. Uh, if I'm missing you, then, then make sure uh, that I am. I don't think I've seen any hands or any um, any requests to come on. Um, maybe it's it's funny to 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 uh, end, I guess, the conversation with a small question to to both of you to um, to understand a little bit what uh, what Secret Labs is doing and how it's how it's going. Um, you, of course, are, or the entire team is not only handling the core development on Secret Network, but also Legend DAO and um, an NFT was released with, with Kevin Smith uh, recently. And I, I think I saw a picture where, where you all guys are watching um, uh, watching the, the movie together. So maybe, uh, Lear, you can, can speak a bit on how it's been working with Secret Labs and, and how it is there in Israel working with the, the entire team and seeing all of the, the people work on different things, both marketing and development together in the same building. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Uh, did you ask a question? Yeah, I was just questioning how it, how it is for you to work with Secret Labs. Has it been uh, fun to to see the Kevin Smith movie and work with Guy and and everyone else at Secret Labs and see what they're doing and trying to 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 do with not only the core development all but also the several different applications and and projects that uh, Secret Labs is handling. Oh yeah, wow! It's it's very new to me and uh, having such a team uh, surrounding you and uh, such a talents like in this. Uh, in this area of expertise, it's it's a great it's a great opportunity for me. I'm learning like every minute when I'm here, and also uh, of course uh, uh, really enjoying both uh, seeing the projects that are uh, running on Secrets and learning about them, and uh, also uh, enjoy see the outcome of this project, like the movie, the kill, uh, the, the movie that you all uh, uh, heard about, and uh, it's really great. It's, like a big opportunity for me. Yeah, glad to have you here. Maybe another good, (laughs) sorry, sorry for budging. 
Maybe another good question for Lior is how, how is the transition from cybersecurity to the blockchain space? Like how was how it for you? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, I've been working in the cybersecurity industry for like in the, for eight years now and it was my first eight years of working in the industry. So uh, it actually the transition wasn't like that hard for me because in secret network we still like talk about security we still talk about privacy which is an aspect uh, of security but um, the thing that really like make make me happy is uh, learning new things and uh, having challenges uh, in my work in my day-to-day -day life and uh, in secret network I can find it like every day I'm learning every day something new and uh, having a lot of challenges, uh, both adapting my knowledge to this uh, area and uh, also understanding it better and uh, finding solutions for uh, the things that we discuss about. It's, it's a really great transition for me. And uh, in these young steps of uh, my life, I think it's a, it's a good transition uh, to do. Yeah, the blockchain space, uh, every year in Cosmos feels like 10, some people always say. Uh, I, th I think that, uh, that is very yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, Elfman, I also wanted to ask you, how was, the, how was working on the documentation website? Because I know documentation is, is a very big pain point for us. We do need better documentation, and what what you the work that you led on the documentation website turned out really really well done, and uh, I just want to ask how was it for you, <laughs> like taking our documentation a step forward and doing all that work. Yeah, so um, the documentation team uh, consists not only of me, but it's also um, a technical writer called Northman. Then there is a validator uh, running behind Lavender Five. It's called, he's called Schultze. And then we have uh, Lumi from the Trivium team, uh, Sandman, who is the developer behind uh, Color, and then also Danny of the Digiline team. Uh, they are developing an IDE for Secret Network, was also helping. So we together all sketched out some hours to try and get this documentation done. And it was um, an effort uh, trying to at least make a plan before we could start. So that was already a big, a big task. We laid out what kind of information do we want and uh, what do we do. And, and personally, I um, I come from um, um, a physics, uh, physics background. I, I did a bit of computer science and specifically machine learning. So although I am um, uh, a tech uh, guy, I, I really like technology and I know how to code in certain languages. I'm, I'm not really a blockchain developer, so I have a lot to learn. So I specifically focused on explaining um, privacy, the privacy technology and uh, the secret network tech and uh, tech stack and the entire ecosystem to, to people who are maybe not familiar. So we added a big part, which is explaining how encryption keys are generated on secret network and how it's available that all the state and input is encrypted and how this interacts with uh, with the Cosmos SDK and, and everything related to the entire tech stack. And then there's also a big section which we added, which is uh, talking about the ecosystem. So what kind of parties are there in the ecosystem and what roadmap is ahead? Um, 
maybe what is the difference between secret and as secret and what kind of use cases are there and then a lot of other a lot of the part of big part of the of the team uh, focused on the development section which is not only uh, providing codes now code for uh, version 0.10 but it's also providing um, some um, structure on best practices so what is the best thing to handle storage or how can you best query a contract um, what is the easiest way to to patch your integers and, and all kinds of things talking about privacy leaks so we try to bring a lot of things which were known amongst the the developer community to a document where new developers can read about it and i think there's still a lot to do like uh, the documentation is probably never complete but uh, we got it into a better state so i'm glad people are enjoying it and like what we did um, we're hosting it now on gitbook which is a bit easier to to integrate interact with uh, so it will be cool to see um, all the documentation change with Cosmos and version one as well and see people add things there because in the end more developers is better for the network so we hope that uh, that helps and then um, I think we got someone on who wanted to ask a question. So, uh, Scala Secret, uh, if you still want to ask a question, and then please unmute, and you can do that if you want. Um, I'm not sure if you're unmuting because I can't hear you, but uh, if you still want to, then, then please feel free to, to come ask a question. Okay, it seems like uh, there are no questions left. I, I don't know if uh, Asaf of Lear wants to, to say something to end us with. How can we help you? Um, I guess uh, test out uh, Cosmos in version one. Any other things you want to leave us with? Not really, I think. Not uh, for me. Just really appreciate all the work the secret agents are doing. Uh, it's very like nice and heartwarming to see like all the people that are excited about secret networks. So that's what gives us like the motivation to keep on innovating. So just thank you. Thank you for, for giving us uh, back some, some privacy. If I uh, walk in somewhere and I pay with my wallet, uh, at least someone cannot see uh, what I did, where I, where, where I like to host my, uh, my wealth, uh, which lending I do. So uh, it's good that we have this, um, this use case life and this product life. And I think more and more people, uh, not only in the Cosmos ecosystem, but also coming from Ethereum and, and other uh, ecosystems are trying to to use a secret network and agents are going to several events trying to to explain why privacy is important and there will be a moment where everyone realizes that having your entire financial and even non-financial uh, interactions live on uh, the blockchain if you are um, in a web3 uh, web3 future i guess that that could be a problem if it's not private and uh, we will be here to to help people either understand that or build applications with privacy in mind uh, which just enables a lot of use cases which you can't do on public chain and um, every thursday there will be a guest from this specific network to talk about uh, a tech feature or just their applications or just how they've been enjoying themselves so if you are willing to uh, to follow us you can follow us at uh, secret uh, underscore AOTRT, Agents of the Roundtable, uh, every Thursday at 5 UTC, which is 7 Central European time. And I think it's 1 p.m. Eastern time for the, the USA people. So if you're willing, uh, come join us in. And otherwise, you can um, 
can listen to the podcast afterwards. Often it's uploaded three days later on Spotify, Google, YouTube, Amazon, and uh, even the most recent uh, edition, because Asaf uses that app, it's called Pocket Cast. So make sure <laughs> to listen to us there, and uh, we hope to see you in the next one. Thanks, everyone. Pocket Cast is definitely the best app for Android. Um, and yeah, thank you for hosting us. It was very fun. Thank you so uh, much. Really thank you. Yeah, next week we have Guy Siskind on, also from Secret Labs. Uh, normally it will take a few weeks before we have one from Secret Labs, but now two in the two in a row. So uh, make sure to join in. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, his vision on Secret Network and what to do. So uh, I hope to see you all there. And um... thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Agents of the Round Table Secret Education Session discussing interchain secret contracts recorded on thursday july 21st 2022 for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening when we blow through the dust volcanoes erupt no one ever guessed that the game would be tough keep your hands off when the play is a bust plain old and just so we keep it on the one blast off on the two help me see the three third eye open wide checking out the scene laser beam focus star screen jokers living off the fat of the people they approach tell me what happens when the land fights back with the cliffs at our backs make the last stand matter no one ever planned for the famine on deck we was walking all erect with the dead man swagger sitting in a little den vision in the middle men listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next bubble billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedalitha metal just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion Terror spaces